Welcome to Go Additive, where your hosts combine their real-world professional 3D printing experience to deliver valuable opinions that will help you peer behind the curtain of the additive industry. And now, Go Engineer's own Tyler Reed and Tate Brown. Welcome to Go Additive. Yep, Go Additive. With me, Tate Brown. And Tyler Reed. Real son of a gun. Because guess why? Why is that? Because you lost our only audio for the intro. Oh my. You lost it. You had it, you lost it. I didn't have it. I deleted it off my computer <laughs> because you had you that, had the hard okay, copy. Okay. It's a digital <laughs> file. And it resided on an SD card that we used to record this. You created the file. Who took the SD card out? Where did it go? I have to take it out. Why? In order to put the file on the computer. Mm. And then where did it go? The SD card's gone. Where did it go? I don't know where it went. From where? But who creates a file? Oh, so now you're you're deflecting. Who, Who creates a file and then deletes the original? It may be on my computer. This is why we haven't done a show in three weeks is because we've been searching for the intro file. <laughs> Just so our <laughs> listeners are aware. We're going to be a little bit rusty. We've focused 100% of our efforts on to finding the f- audio file for our intro. And if you heard it, there's actually probably a chance that we didn't find it. I'm going to have to clip this out of earlier episodes. <sighs> It's a good thing that we actually didn't, in our earlier episodes, we didn't mix in any other audio with it. It's actually really hard for me to find an episode that we didn't because there's almost always some sound sound either at the front end or the tail end or in the middle. So we'll see. Oh my gosh. Maybe you should just remake it. (sighs) (laughs) I will if I have to. You won't have to. It's it's a good intro, and we probably can't replicate it ever again. So rest in peace, original intro file. <laughs> and I'm just glad we can end our search for it, and we can start making episodes again. Well, we can start fresh. We're yep. on call-in again today, and we're not as popular. I know. What What's the deal here? We stopped making episodes for three weeks we actually, oh, we do have audio. Check it out. Oh, nice. It's blinking. Nice. Coming from you and from me, so that means we can both talk into our respective mics, and it appears the iPhone is picking it up. Yeah, great. We actually recorded an episode last week, two weeks ago. Yeah. That never got posted. Why are you saying that? Because. To try and tell people we have actually worked on the show, but yeah. the fruits we're, of which you all won't get to hear. We're technically ignorant we're experimenting that's the problem we try new things all the time and sometimes they don't work so hate it or love it we're going to keep trying to get better but we're also going to keep trying new things that may make it worse temporarily temporarily so what's what's on the docket for today i want to talk about a few things okay number one the f770 Yes. You ever heard of it? I have. So Stratasys came out with this large-scale printer. We've 
probably talked about it a little bit in the past, and it's becoming pretty popular. We got ours installed here in uh, at headquarters in Utah, and we've had the opportunity to print it. And I'm happy to report that I think like last December, we had a 3D printed wish list, and we listed some items that we were going to print. Did we? Yeah. Okay. And I finally am printing something that was on my wish list. Oh, wow. What is it? So I'm following through, baby. Is it printing right now? Yeah. It should be done by end of day today. Cool. I started it it last night before I I went home. Fishing rod holders. Sweet. Yeah. They're for them so I can put the rods on the ceiling in my uh, makeshift fishing room at home. Right on. I don't actually fish in the room, but it's full of fishing gear. Yeah, that'd be weird. It's been a dream of mine to have like a stream or something that ran under the house with a glass floor Yeah, that you could just maybe slide a little door open and <laughs> drop a line in. Wouldn't that be so cool? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't think it's cool at all. Anyway, the F770, it's printed some superb prints. I know you had one mm-hmm. recently that turned out beautiful. Yeah, we printed a 48-inch long turbine blade. So we... Put it on the diagonal. The build envelope on that machine is one meter in the X, so one meter wide, and then, which is 39.4 inches. And then 24 inches in Y, 24 inches deep, and then 24 inches tall. So in order to get a 48-inch long print, we had to go on the diagonal. We went from bottom front corner to rear upper corner. And we actually could have gone over 50 inches. But we stopped at 48 because we did. And the quality of it was amazing. The quality of it was actually very surprising because we have talked about in the past, these large format printers seem to suffer surface quality issues. Yeah. Especially the taller it gets in Z. Yeah. I was very surprised. And I posted a photo, just a photo of that on LinkedIn. And it's definitely been one of my more popular posts as of late. You little social media wizard. All I did was post a photo. (laughs) It had something like 15,000 views or something. Yeah. You got a lot of questions on it. I did. I saw on the comments. I didn't comment. I was going to say something hilarious. Can I say it now, actually? (laughs) Sure. So what was your question? uh, You you posted a picture and said, we have our F770 running. What would you print on it? Did I? That's what you asked. Okay. And I was going to say, print your mom if it was big enough. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't do it on LinkedIn. There's no way. You can't do it on LinkedIn. Way too professional. Yeah, you can't do it on LinkedIn. (laughs) So anyway. That's actually pretty funny. I thought it, I like instantly, I wanted to write that. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a step back. Remember where you are. That. Remember who you represent. I have, I, I don't have it any longer, but when I was a kid, I had a, a book of your mama jokes. Oh my, you and would. You probably had it memorized. Oh, for sure I did. You know, you got into, not, did you get into battles at recess with the other kids? In my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Every page of that book would get you canceled today. Well, I believe that. Yeah. I believe that for sure. Yeah. So although the F770 is probably capable of printing Tyler's mom... We've printed other cool things lately, and so far, so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's limited to ASA and ABS, which 
funny enough, is pretty much all we print in for our personal projects anyways. Obviously, in industry, people are interested in other materials often, um, but for prototyping, your general purpose prototyping, ASA and ABS are kind of your do-it-all yeah. materials. Yeah. It's been great to have a large platform where we could throw on a few dozen parts and print them all at once. I have a project at home that I think I might throw on the F770. It's a Halloween project. Actually, we can talk a little. We can talk a little bit about this. A little, little uh, pre-Halloween episode. Yeah. Okay. I've, I'm working on some lawn ornaments. L- lawn. You don't have a lawn. <laughs> I know. Dirt, <laughs> dirt ornaments. Okay. So I'm taking advantage of having just a pure dirt front yard. <laughs> it's and, a zero scape. Uh, yeah, it is zero scape for sure. But it it's ugly but tidy. Okay. You go out there and rake the dirt, keep I it do. nice and flat. I weed it, I nice. rake it. So people like it for the hours that he's put into keeping oh that dirt pristine. Could have had. I know you could have just planted seed. I don't. You should have on... just gone to the golf course yeah. and grabbed the little reseeding things. You know when yeah. you take too big of a divot. By I'm... now you could have gone golfing and every day come home with a like two pocketfuls of seed and just <laughs> spread it out. Two little handfuls you know, every day. I, I could go to the store and buy seed, which I've done. I reseeded my Oh, back, I thought it was backyard. a problem with spending. No. I'm not planning on putting grass in my front yard. Okay. All right. And just just I've check. been I dethatched my backyard. I overseeded it. I rolled it. I pretty sure I made it all worse. <laughs> I put a lot of work into it and it's worse. Oh my gosh. But anyway, so my wife and I have been doing paper mache clay. Uh, so you make the clay model first and then you put paper mache over it to take the shape? Like or, as, a, as a kid, did you ever build anything out of paper mache? I have a funny paper mache story I'll tell you off air. Okay. But no. Okay. Well, but yeah, you, you know, did the balloon, remember? Yeah, and you In do like class? strips of newspaper. Yeah. And, okay. Yep. So this has actually been really fun because for years and years and years, I've just defaulted to 3D printing everything. And I haven't really carved anything by hand in a long time. So we, we're we trying to make a little UFO craft, crash site for the front yard. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's way cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I'm going to use conduit and then printed connectors for the conduit so I can build the UFO and tear it down oh, and right. reuse it. Yeah. So anyway, that's cool. how this gets back to the F770 is I'm probably going to print a bunch of connectors. But anyway, paper mache clay, you have to try it. So it's it's a it's a new recipe for paper mache. But instead of the strips of newspaper, you take toilet paper, soak it in water and just tear it all apart. So it's just very loose fibers. fibers yeah. And then you put that in a mixer with joint compound and Elmer's glue. Joint compound, like woodworking joint compound? Drywall. Drywall oh, joint okay. compound. okay. Gotcha. Yep. Like the okay. putty stuff. Yep. All yep. right. Uh, joint compound and flour. And then you mix it all together. So it's like dough. It's like a dough. And then we're just putting it over these alien bodies that we made out of... Um, <laughs> Um, crumpled up newspaper that's all taped and right. stuff like that. Little armatures. Yeah. So I'm going to show you a photo. I know 
Okay, now I'll describe it to you. As I see this photo, I'm going to (laughs) describe it to our listeners, and they can't get a visual, but they never will. I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to send it. Oh my gosh! (laughs) All right, so (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm wheezing. All right, so if I, (laughs) it's like Slender Man. (laughs) I'm crying right now. Hold on. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's like Slender Man with an ET body and his his appendages, including his neck, his legs, his arms, they're all just long noodle type. They're all the exact same diameter. I'd say like an inch. And then they go to this bigger body and it's... It has two fingers only on each hand, <laughs> and they're about 10 inches long a piece. So it's got these real long fingers. Oh, my gosh, this is horrible. And Tyler is the best part of the photo because he's standing behind it, helping it stand up because it, obviously it can't stand on its own with those skinny little legs. Yeah. And he <laughs> looks quite happy. He is pleased with himself. And... That, I was very proud of this. That is hideous. No, it's not. That is fantastic. <laughs> you, you have more than one of those? My wife made one too. Oh my, I'm crying. So that's that's just the armature, you know? Oh, that's horrible. It's hideous. But all of his um all of his arms and legs move and stuff like that. <laughs> You're treating it like it's your child. I know. It's like a happy father like holding his kid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he has he has it, he's piggybacking it in this next photo, and he's holding its head up because it can't hold its own head up. <laughs> this is fantastic. So paper mache clay is amazing, by the way. And we found a woman on YouTube who's all about it. Her name's Jody. So is this gonna be your YouTube of the week? No. Oh. Jody what? Jody, her, What's her channel. Her, her YouTube is Ultimate Paper Mache, I believe. But it's clay mache. She d- she does all sorts of things, but she does paper mache clay. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so it's been fun sculpting that. I I would love actually to print. Proud it. father of an alien sculpture. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I I wish I had better digital sculpting skills in something like ZBrush. Sure, because I have this idea that I think would be super cool, and that's like an alien tribal mask. Okay. You're losing me. Oh, you're okay. losing. Me. <laughs> just, just nail I, a nail I a fish like to it. You need to bring that little alien to work one oh, day. Okay, I will. That thing is fantastic. We can put it in a closet, put it in someone's room, <laughs> scare the heck out of them. I will. Oh, the little skinny arms for sure. That killed me. So yeah, the F seven seventy. That's a project that I have lined up. Just so, just tube connectors. Yeah, you're gonna print tube connectors. Yeah. So I will say. Uh, we always told everyone we'd be honest about this printer. Um, it looks fantastic. It prints really well. The two, the three things that suck about it. Oh, you already have three things that yes. suck about it. Number one, it has a big old clear front panel, and I <laughs> hate smudged glass. And people put their dang hands all over it all the time. And so yeah. I went and, and uh, Windexed it yesterday, made it look pretty again. So okay. that's number that's one. Good. I have, I have one gripe real quick about I, the window. Okay. 
I was going to say, I bet I know what your gripe is, but go ahead. The window won't actually reveal the print until you're so many layers into the print. So that's not actually true. You're just not tall enough. You're not looking through the window. <laughs> you're looking through a little That's a portal. Slit. It's a portal, yeah. And it's a window. It counts. Uh, it's not the main window, though. All right, so Tyler's right. When this thing, um, when the bed is fully raised and it prints layer number one, yeah, it's essentially out of sight of the main window of the machine. However, the machine has these perfectly placed two little portal windows, yeah. which he's laughing because he doesn't think they're perfect because he's too short. I have short. to get on my tippy toes. <laughs> but you can see through these portals and it gives you a clear view of the tips, the print nozzles, as well as uh, the other portions of the tray. Mm -hmm. So you can watch it touch yeah. off. Calling it a clear view is probably oh not the gosh. most accurate. He's being nitpicky. You're the one that brought up a whole list of things you didn't like. I only have two more things. All right, let's, let's, what's number two? And one of them's kind of a weakness of large scale FDM printers. Okay. So it's kind of one that they all share, but one that I'm just experiencing for the first time. So, uh, number two, we can only print one color in each material. Yeah. So we have white ASA and black ABS. You don't have your choice of white and black in each material, which yeah. is something that seems like it will change in the future. It's not even white. It's ivory. Yeah, it's ivory. It sure looks amazing, but I do wish that we had more colors available. And we know where it comes from, right? Because they're repurposing the materials that were developed for the rest in peace, the F-120. Yeah, that's actually a bit of news that we should probably cover. F-120 is no longer offered. <laughs> I don't know how else to say Let's that. hold a moment of silence for our only benchtop printer, FDM. A 200-pound benchtop printer. All right, that's good enough. <laughs> a short pause for yeah. a short printer. Yeah. So it was a great printer, but I had talked about this before. They had throttled back. Stratasys had throttled back some of the potential um, features that it could have had, and it totally made sense. They had an F-123 series of machines it didn't make sense for them to offer everything on the lowest end unit. Although yeah. I know <clears throat> it was perfectly capable of doing it, but it just made some of the other machines not make any sense. It's market segmentation is what yep. it is. For sure. Um, like it or not, that's that's what it is. Yep. There are people out there in the professional world that need something at every price point. And so you try to deliver value at certain price points. Right. So no more F-120. However, like Tyler said, they've repurposed a lot of the things from the F-120 and they've used them on this F-770. The last gripe I have about the F-770 and just large-scale FDM printing in general, it takes a long time. <laughs> like a long time. Like you want to do a big print? Yeah. It's going to take a week. Yeah. It's not going to take a couple hours, you know, a lot of our prints are a couple hours. Some of the large, large prints on the F-370, they take roughly a day. Yeah. I've done prints on the 450, the Fortis 450, that are up over 100 hours. So we're, we're over four days at that point. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I've ever hit 150 hours on, on one of our polymer machines. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it takes a minute, so that's that's my only other gripe, and I think that everybody has that issue. But 
Well, one of the guys here, I think, got stunned because it's it's really easy to get carried away with the design part of it and oh, think, oh, yeah. I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to use the whole build envelope. And then you come back and it was like a 20 day print or something. 20 days. I don't know. I didn't well, even know it was possible to make something that long. <laughs> I don't know well, what it was. And that's the thing. So his was dense. It was fully dense. I know that about yeah. his part. He did do some uh, generative design, kind of eliminated a lot of material, but still what but was there it was been solid. fully engulfed in support material. Sure. So it basically would have been gotcha. a giant block of plastic. Which could have contributed to a lot of that time. Yeah, the switching back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one other thing. My 48-inch my long turbine blade took 65 hours. Whoa. Okay. I mean, that's not terrible, but it actually that's wasn't that kind bad. of what you expect. From a large-scale 3D yeah. print, I think most people that are into this know that it's going to probably be two or three days yeah. on large builds. High we, in the Z. It was nice. I mean, it for a weekend print, it was perfect. And that's exactly what we did. Friday, we started it, and it was done Monday morning. So you kind of run into something similar to right now people are sending things out to third party to get made. If they're getting made in some other way, lead times, right? There's going to yeah. be lead times with everything. But now you're bringing it in-house. You're printing in-house. You have some control over the process. And especially if you were going to send it out and had it av- additively manufactured anyway, right? you have to add that time in anyhow plus the lead time. So right. um, I, it still makes a lot of sense. The build tray on this machine, I have noticed because it's so big, it shrinks and grows so as it heats and cools. The consumable, the plastic sheet. Yes. So the bed itself is solid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and very, very flat. It's machined aluminum yep. with, a, with a vacuum grid machined into it. Yep. And so these thin plastic sheets, we lay on top of them. And as they heat up, they form a seal. And that's what how we're getting our reliability and our flatness every single time. Well, as that material heats up, it grows. And it's like it bunches up like carpet sometimes. So it'll it'll hold the seal on the ends. <clears throat> yeah. And in the center it'll kind of bunch. And you'll see it lift up a little and you can lose vacuum. Hmm. We've found it's just easy. You put the you put the welding gloves on, which we kind of use like oven mitts, yeah. also to keep our oils off the sheet, our, yeah. our uh, skin oils. And you just, from the inside out, you just spread it out like you're making your bed. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's pretty easy. So those are those are the things I've learned about it so far. Does it and feel weird to put your whole head inside the printer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it totally does. You're like, it takes, your, you're, your arms are yeah, out here by the, time, uh-huh. by the time you've flattened out the sheet. So uh, it takes about, because you're talking about a huge volume, and Stratasys does a really good job of stabilizing the temperatures within the build volume. They take great care in doing that. It takes about 15 minutes or so to kind of get the temperature to stabilize before it will start printing hmm. your print. So hmm. 15 minutes in the grand scheme of things, not very long. Yeah. Um, but you do want to keep an eye on the build sheet is what I've noticed so far. Cool. I'm loving it so far. I can't wait to to print more things on it. On it. Yeah. Uh, another update in additive on the machines that we've been using and seeing, I had an opportunity to go out and see the Origin One perform in person. Oh, down south. 
Yes. And this is why we lost our last episode because <laughs> I was actually remote. We tried to remote me in. We lost all the audio. It was bad. <laughs> it was it was so bad. Yeah. So I can't tell you what I was there for. Uh, super top secret. mega top secret. I can't tell you much about the product. What I can tell you is about the Origin One. Mm-hmm. It prints great. And the users that are down there, it's two gentlemen that have never 3D printed anything in their lives that received this machine. And I was skeptical that they'd be able to kind of take it and hit the ground running. Yeah. They're printing parts. and Complex parts. And they're awesome. They're so cool. So anyway, and the materials, I should say something about that as well. Yeah. The Loctite, Henkel Loctite materials, I won't say which ones they're using. Um, perhaps we'll talk about materials later, but mm-hmm. fantastic. I'm so impressed. S- surviving uh, applications that I don't think either you nor I would have given it a thumbs up. No. They're subjecting these to some serious um, impact. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Repetitive impact, and it is incredible. It holds up. So anyway, I, I'm so, so blown away from the origin. I kind of, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. Do, do we have an update on when we will be receiving our machine? Lead times have started to look like they could be this month. Yeah, my, that's my understanding is we should have it this month. The real question is when will we have it in place and running? Maybe next month. Yeah, uh, from what I understand, it's pretty quick to set up. So yeah, that one, I think we can get up and running fairly quick. The other machine we have finally coming in yep. is the H350. It's supposed to be on a truck somewhere, on in route. <laughs> Which we've learned it could show up. <laughs> Today, it could yeah. show up next week, and, and we'll find out when we find out. That install is going to be a totally different scale. The Origin one is drop it on a on a table somewhere, plug it in, and you need a couple small pieces of post-processing equipment. But that one should be fairly easy. Environmentally, it doesn't yeah. have a ton of requirements. Yeah. And uh, have you been messing around with NetFab? Yeah. Yeah, so I put a couple builds together in NetFab. Um, before I went and spoke to this client, I wanted to be somewhat yeah. well-rounded. So if they had questions, I could help them through it, and we could kind of work through it together. It's good. I like it. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. I haven't used NetFab. I used NetFab up to their 2017 version. So I have some experience with it. That was, I think, the first version that was an Autodesk-branded NetFab. Because before that, they were independent, and then Autodesk purchased them and incorporated it into their tool set. Yeah. And if you're wondering about this machine and kind of slicers, <laughs> you don't have to use NetFab. You can use Magix. You can use some of these other uh, NX. Yeah. Some of these other tools. That That's an interesting thing. When we think about... Magix or NetFab, typically, I mean, at least my exposure to it has been you have something called a build processor and you're exporting the slices and the parameters of the build out of those tools into the printer. And in this case, with the Origin 1, it's different. You're just using these tools to generate supports and then all of the actual slicing happens at the the machine. I can't 
confirm or deny that? That's my understanding. Okay. And so I there be- is no I build, you there is you. no build processor for Origin. It does its own. Um, the other, yeah, absolutely. So just know that in the future, though, it is supposed to be on um, GrabCAD. GrabCAD print. Yep. Once we're there, uh, things should be a heck of a lot easier. Yeah. I, I the GrabCAD print has always improved workflow for every machine that I've used it on. Right. It's so, so simple. Well, and I'm becoming more powerful. I'm looking forward to it. We should have, we may have GrabCAD print running the H350 before we even get the H350 running. They're That's projecting possible. GrabCAD print for the H350 in 2022. January. We hope. We hope, yeah. So we'll see. But <clears throat> I have seen screenshots of them using it on their beta systems. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we get that immediately and I don't have mm-hmm. to ever really learn magics. I've been like I've hardcore. been in magics running the exact metal machine. How do you like it so far? It actually is easier than I thought it would be. It does a fairly good job of picking up where you need support structures. And then you manually kind of go in there and tweak the I supports. do a lot of overriding, but I'm only assigning recipes, for example. So you have a pre-built recipe. I have a handful of pre-built recipes. And you can apply that to whatever support you've already generated. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, it's not the easiest to use software. And if I didn't have to use it, that would be my preference. But especially for the exact metal system, that's not really in the in the cards for a while. Right. Uh, so those are our, our major machine updates, unless you have anything else. We did complete an eight-day print on the exact metal system. <laughs> oh yeah. So this is uh this is our fail segment, right? <laughs> I guess. What happened? Well, the print came out beautiful. Oh, it looked so good. So good. And can you tell us what it was or is it proprietary? It was a combustion nozzle. So we're talking aerospace. Aerospace. Yep. Made out of 316L stainless internal channels, cooling channels that, it's cool. In in these combustion nozzles, uh, typically they use the fuel as cooling. Cooling, yeah. It's very cool. Uh, the thermodynamics of, of rocketry is just amazing. And I've been learning more and more, especially with all of the work that we've been doing with Velo. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, we got this eight-day print, and it had the combustion nozzle and then another part nested inside of it. So we got two two parts out of that eight-day print, both great. And um, one of our guys here got a little overzealous on uh, removing the supports, I would say. And <laughs> we, we will likely be reprinting that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say letting him go. I'm, I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. We So this is a new Jeb. New Jeb. Just made a mistake. And that's kind yeah. of Something to keep in mind with post-processing with metal, uh, the sharper your tool, yeah, the the better the result you're going to have. And hopefully, using a grinder can only do so much. Hopefully this is your sharpest tool. He's pointing to his brain. <laughs> um, that's absolutely true. But I would like to get the Tormach up and running here pretty soon. So things like that, yeah, we're, we're not going to be looking at grinders. We're going to be like, all right, let's get this cut off the build plate and right. let's face it. On the mill. Which, by the way, that might be a minute. Someone made a mistake. 
with the uh, with, power design. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Who yep. would that be? Definitely not me. <laughs> but I, I did, think you did a great job. Like, honestly, I'm not trying to pump you up. Like, we had to make fast decisions. Yeah. And everyone did the best they could. And as this thing is starting to take shape, we talked about it. It's going to change. Yeah. I mean, it almost changed immediately. I did. <laughs> let's like, let's at least... <laughs> We did get some machines in place, and yeah, they're they're where they should be. Yeah, for sure. But we're well, throwing a wall up for the H three fifty. A glass say wall. That. Yeah, a glass wall is going up for the H three fifty. That powder machine, any any powdered machine, really should be isolated on some level. But this polymer powder machine, this particular one, needs a certain humidity level, and we're in the beautiful desert of Utah. We don't have that natural humidity. Yep. So we're going to have to pump some humid air in there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of powder machines, should we talk a little bit about that patent that I found this morning? What? Oh, you haven't heard about this. No. <clears throat> All right. So for artwork, we've been, at least one person in the office put a, an old patent drawing up mm-hmm. as artwork. And I was told, hey, search through some patents and try to find some more drawings that would be cool on the wall. So I was on Google Patents this morning searching for Stratasys patents, and I came across one that piqued my interest. It was filed in June of this year, and it's for a binder jetting metal technology. Really? Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I think it's related to some parts that we saw a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Some metal parts, aluminum, in this case 6061 aluminum, coming off, we were told, a polyjet machine. And they were at Rapid and uh, talking all about them. And then it disappeared. So anyone can go look up this patent. I'm not divulging anything that's secret, but it looked like a technology that combined metal binder jetting as we know it and polyjet. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Interesting. Someone can go look up the patent if, they're, if they want more info. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Surprising though, because Stratasys has come out and said, we are focused on polymers. And those are the moves that they've been making. But perhaps this is just old research that was kind of wrapping up and you want to- Claim the space. Yeah, you want to claim claim it. Yeah. It may never be commercialized. It may be sold off. It may be- You may be able to make, yeah, you make money (laughs) on it. Yeah. If you block the space, you can make money on it later. We'll see what happens. Very, very cool. You had some bit of news on Mantle. Oh, yeah. We can we can talk a little bit about that. They had just uh, finished another round of funding. And what happened? Um, that's it. <laughs> that's it? So they, they went for another round of funding. Yeah, that's it. I think that's it. If you all remember, Mantle is the company that's like a hybrid machine. It's doing additive and subtractive. It's touting that it is a very precise machine. Yeah. You may need to look that up because that news is a couple weeks old. Okay. And I don't remember if there was a particular investor that caught my eye or it was just caught my eye because it was something that we had previously talked about. But on the topic of um, markets and 3D printing... Beautiful just, segue, if I might add. Just before we started this show today, we were watching the closing bell on CNBC because today 
one of our partners was there closing the bell, Velo 3D, which was pretty cool. Very, very cool. I, What's the ticker? The ticker is VLD. Yep. And they just went public last week through a SPAC merger with Jaws Spitfire, which I think is the weirdest name. Well, and remember, <clears throat> who was it? Serena Williams and a few big names invested in Jaws Spitfire yeah. when they announced, yeah. right around the time that they announced their partnership with Velo. Right. Big so deal. It was, it was pretty big cool. opportunity. It, I mean, it was, it was interesting to uh, watch them up on the ledge and be able to know and recognize half of them up there. And yeah. know, like, hey, I was shaking his hand not long, not that long ago. Yeah. So yeah, big news. We'll see where that goes. Uh, we'll see how they spend their money. I hope a lot of R and D. It's a great machine. It's a great machine. It's a great product, and it's a company that has a lot of momentum. Um, we just have so much interest in metals entirely, metal additive in, entirely, but. Particularly Velo. Yeah. Velo is doing things that nobody else can do in metal. Mm -hmm. Their product is second to none, probably, uh, in many, many, many categories. Yeah. So it's cutting edge. What they're doing is cutting edge. I mean, the the tagline that catches news I, I hate in this. people's attention. I hate it. Is that Elon wanted to buy them. Oh, Okay. It's not what I thought. What were you going to say? Oh, support free. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of that either. But it's catchy. No, but originally Elon, I mean, this is the story. Elon wanted to buy the whole company. And they said, no, SpaceX is still our number one customer and will continue to be. But now it's not, the technology is not just relegated to internal SpaceX, which is kind of cool. I appreciate that. I mean, I feel like Benny really was like, I want to give this, this is a gift. I think he's even said that. Like, this is a gift to the world and I want. <laughs> I don't want it hold up, essentially. I can That's, respect that. Yeah, I like that a ton. Me too. Well, we've covered a ton of ground in news today. Yeah. Do you have any personal projects you want to tell us about? Uh, you're uh, smiling as if. <laughs> I'm trying to force you to tell us about the coolest one What is, you don't want to. What is the coolest one? Has to do with cutting grass. Oh. You can keep it a secret if you want. Let's keep it a secret for now. Know that it's coming though. There was another project I was telling you about. I was going to, it was a welding project, which I ended up just buying one. The, the plate compactor. I found, oh, a, that's I found right. a good deal on one. Cool. Brand new. Nice. I know. One less project. <laughs> I love, dude, if I can buy it now anymore, I, know, I, know. I just do. Me too. I, unless I have the actual stock and it's cut close to the size already. Yeah. Ooh, I have an update. Okay. Personal update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My CNC router at home. Yeah. I finally, it's a Shapeoko 3. <clears throat> so early, an early edition of the Shapeoko, I updated a whole bunch of the stuff on it. I've been running too large, too wide of belts on too small of a pulley forever. Okay. And I knew it was gonna wear the belts funny and whatever else, but I finally put the right size pulleys on and I finally upgraded the X axis to that same size belt. I was yeah. running it on the old one 
And is best it like of a all, GT2, GT3? GT2. GT2. GT2 9 millimeters from okay. 6. Nice. So I'm pumped. It's 50% more rubber. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it it's definitely stiffer. It's a big upgrade. They've since gone to like, I think they've got like 12 or 13 millimeter uh, belts now on the new machines. They're huge. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, but most importantly, my Z-axis is now a lead screwdriver. So no more, it had a, the endless loop six millimeter GT2 belt Okay. before, which is just uh, a loop. Okay. A circular belt. Yeah. And it would run the Z on that and it would skip. Mm. Um, and it's so, on a ball screw. Yeah. Sorry. Did I say lead screw? Yeah. No, it is on a lead screw. Mm, I would the guess. The ball screw is the HDZ. So the, the more robust version is a ball oh. screw mine's oh. a lead screw okay uh i'm pretty sure correct me on it if i'm wrong i don't know um if most, someone's listening most cnc like, machines will have only ball screws they have two different z upgrades and they're different one's a lead screw one's ball screw and i'm pretty sure the one i have is okay. just the lead screw anyway lead screws have backlash that's why they try not to use them i believe it but nothing's worse than uh than a little yeah. tiny six millimeter yeah. GT2 belt. Your your whole Z-axis is, is essentially suspended by it. Might as well just run it on floss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a big upgrade. I did my first project on it barely, and it was not as cool as you'd think. <laughs> I actually used it to do a repair job. Yeah. So rather than... I had a stuck um, roll pin in a propeller for my kayak. My okay. kayak is okay. uh, pedal driven. Yeah. And so it's got a little prop. Well, I, I got a second prop drive this year and I wanted to take the prop off the old drive and have a spare for my new one. And I got a revised model where they threw a roll pin in it to keep the prop from slipping and the roll pin was so stuck. So I used some drive punches, tried to get it out I failed so bad. I broke mm -hmm. so many tools off mm -hmm. in that thing. And so I had like broken drill bits in there. <laughs> I had broken drive, broken drive punches, all kinds of things. Anyway, ultimately I figured out some fixturing on my shape Oco and I milled it. I milled it flat and popped it out. Nice. I was pumped at work. Nice. You should have seen how I fixtured the table. It was so janky. Uh, yeah, I was picturing something like Homer Simpson's uh, spice rack. I haven't seen that, but it was, I, I believe that it was equally as bad as something Homer Simpson should, would come up with. You should Google with. that. Homer Simpson spice rack. While you do that, I'm going to bring up my YouTube of the week. All right. Beep, 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 beep. I actually have one. So the YouTuber, and you're going to have to look this up, Mechanistic. YouTuber Mechanistic. It was definitely a Homer Simpson spice rack. People have made real versions of it. I know, it. I know. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. I love it. I love it. So what's this mechanistic what? Just mechanistic on YouTube. I like it. I like the name. He actually has, has 45,000 subscribers, and it appears to be mostly 3D printed stuff. 
Have you seen these? Oh, yeah. Torbalon? Torbalon? Is that how you say it? I'm I'm gonna embarrass myself. Torbalon. Is could it be Torbian? Maybe. Mechanical is it clocks. Latin? Is it it's not Latin. <laughs> It looks too geeky, dude. I don't know if I'm into this. Really? I I don't know. Let's hurry and let's put it on here real quick. It looks really cool, actually. Never mind. It it reminds me of Connects. Yeah. You remember Connects as a kid? I had tons of Connects. Me too. Did you build the Ferris wheel or the roller yeah. coaster? I definitely had the Ferris wheel. I'm not sure I had a f- roller coaster. Definitely the Ferris wheel. I think I had the coaster. Hmm. Awesome. Those were cool. Oh, connects are the best. All right, so, so what you about this you channel do you like? I love the designs of these mechanical clocks. And I would love to enlarge in one and do one as a big wall-hanging mechanical clock. Yeah. We might have to just put a motor on it. Mechanics, essentially. Yeah. Kinematic, kind yeah. of just cruising. I don't know how well it would scale up because you're printing these springs and so as you scale them up they're going to have different i don't know yeah the stiffness doesn't the the mechanical properties aren't scaling with the size of yeah the the spring so i don't think it would be as easy as just scaling it up yeah unfortunately which means i'll probably never do it but the idea (laughs) in concept it's cool and i would love actually just to have these uh desktop sized ones i think they're very cool all right. That's a lot so, of that's a lot of individ, individual parts. Look at that. That's a ton. So mechanistic. Mechanistic. Check them out. Torbalon. And yeah. this week I don't have I don't have one. But I do have one thing that'll brighten yeah, everybody's that, day. That bothers me though. Just, Oof. just the finger Why? the finger gloves. So I've never seen this in my life. So what's happening right now? Tyler and I are watching this video, and rather than wearing like full surgeon's gloves, like just vinyl gloves, or he's um, wearing nitrile gloves, nitrile fingertips, yeah. like not the full glove. Ugh, that's creepy. Does he take a full glove and cut those off, or did he buy the fingertips? I don't know. It's gross. I don't like that. <laughs> Ugh. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just gonna do something to brighten your day. It. If you've been around viral videos long enough, you've heard of Rory, the dashboard cat. No. I've never heard of you might, Rory, You the might dashboard hate cat. cats. You might not. I uh, love I, cats. I don't think anybody can hate this video. Look up Rory, the dashboard cat. 16-second video. Brighten your day. That's all I have. Okay. Well, I think that we can call it an episode then. I'm going to get made fun of for that cat deal, but you know what? I don't care. <laughs> It made my day today. Good. All right. Good episode today. Good episode. Can we please try to do this next week? Uh, Yeah, I'll be here. Okay. Thank you. See you guys next week. Good day.